Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 107. Today, I am sharing 10 major ways that you can combat loneliness as an entrepreneur. I'm going to be the first to say that my hermit tendencies have made me feel lonely from time to time. And if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. So these are the 10 best tips and tricks so that you can start feeling a part of a community so that you aren't just wondering if you are the only human being working in yesterday's yoga pants. Because spoiler alert, that's what I'm recording this episode in. So let's dive on in and let's squash the feeling of loneliness. Are you ready, friends? You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses, so you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Yo, 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 it is Jenna here, and usually this is the point of the show where podcast hosts talk for a solid 5, 10, even 15 minutes about some product that you need to purchase or some coupon code, and maybe you're like me and you just fast forward through it to get to the actual content. But fear not, you don't have to do that here. I dropped all of my sponsors in an attempt to get back to why I started this whole thing in the first place, which is to bring you the best free education twice a week. So today's show isn't brought to you by a paid sponsor. It's brought to you by my free Instagram guide, Captions That Convert. That's right. I made a totally free guide dissecting captions that don't just get likes and comments, but captions that actually convert your followers into clients. Because what good is that number under your name if it's not showing you results in your bank account? So grab this free resource and more at jkinsta.com. That's right. We all love free. So hop on over to JK Insta and up-level your Instagram game in no time. Let's be honest. A lot of us are lonely. What an interesting topic to get to lead you through today. Now, when I started working from home, I thought it was like amazing. I mean, who doesn't love to work from bed? But what I didn't realize that came hand in hand with the freedom to work from wherever you are, 
came our good old friend, loneliness. Now, this is a topic I've wrestled with, and I really haven't talked a ton about it because, to be honest, I'm a huge introvert. I know, I know, you probably are a little shocked by that confession, but I truly love working from home. My favorite days are the days where I have zero commitments and I can sit down and do the work. But here's the thing, I know a lot of you out there can relate because working from home can be straight up hard. You are isolated. People don't really understand what you do. And loneliness can become a really good friend of yours. I think a lot of times people glamorize working from home and having your own schedule, and there are definite benefits. I mean, honestly, I will take the benefits over the bad challenges any day of the week. But the truth is, is that I really think it can be lonely and draining. And it's easy to go literally days without seeing a single human besides your roommate or your spouse. We've all been there. And I used to be a self-proclaimed hermit. In fact, I still am. But I realized that there was a genuine need in my life for outside interaction in order to be my best self. So I want to share 10 tips for navigating loneliness if you're working from home. And I want to just wrap it all up for you in a way that might encourage you to just step outside of your comfort zone once and for all. Now, I remember when I first started working from home, we were living in a condo. We were in a tiny village of 1,200 people, and our town was a commuter town. So everyone kind of lived there because it was in between two big cities and people were always on the go. It was a really transient community. There weren't any coffee shops or places where you could just hunker down and work for the day. And so I started creating some pretty bad habits from early on, which included working from bed, watching seasons of Real Housewives while I was tackling my work, and not really understanding what it meant to actually work from home. I think a lot of people, they get a taste of it and they think, ah, this is the life. But what you don't realize is that you are living in this space and working in the space. And so you have to create separation in order to be successful. And a lot of times creating that separation can really separate you from other human beings in a way that can create this sense of aloneness. I think we've all felt it. I know I have, and I've really had seasons of straight up loneliness or just feeling like nobody understood what I was going through and how my days were looking. So let's flip the script and I want to share my top 10 tips for navigating loneliness if you're working from home. All right. Are you guys ready? Just say yes, because we're going to do it regardless of if you say yes or no. Number one is super simple. Go on walks. I know. So simple, right? But here's the thing. I often wonder if I didn't have dogs, would I go on as many walks as I do? And the answer is probably no. So maybe tip number one should actually be get a dog because you have to take it on walks. I love to start my day before picking up my phone, before opening up my laptop with a nice long walk with my dogs. It is such an amazing way to get the endorphins going, to get some fresh air, to remember how insignificant you can be in such a big world, but to also know that you can play a role in other people's environments. So I love to start my day with going on a walk to clear my mind, to get outside, get some fresh air. 
as a bonus. You get in some exercise. And maybe if you're lucky and you don't live in a tiny little village, you'll see a friendly face. Even that small interaction of being reminded that you aren't alone can really help combat that. We try to go on walks multiple times a day. So usually when we start our day at lunchtime, before dinner, and before we go to bed. So our dogs are pretty darn high maintenance and spoiled. But at the same point, it's good to just get moving, to step away from the computer, to get your eyes off of those screens, and to get that fresh air. I love going on walks. And it's been really fun since we moved to a new town about two years ago. I can walk to places like the gym, to yoga. I can walk to a coffee shop, which is awesome. And to just get outside and to see other humans living their lives, man, what a good reminder that we are not alone. My tip number two is this, join a network. There are some amazing online communities that might just help you feel less alone. Even if you are technically sitting alone, you don't have to feel that way. So communities where you can find support, where you can ask questions for people who are walking a similar path as you, talk about experience and talk about what you're going through as a human being. I'm in a ton of different Facebook groups, whether that's infertility groups or groups for this very podcast, you can join. Just go to the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders. We have groups for my courses because we recognize the need for community so that people can feel supported, to have that accountability, to just read something and be able to say, me too, I'm not alone. I think having online networks is a really cool way to have a sense of community, but you also want to make sure that that sense of community can go into real life. I think a lot of times social media can give us this false sense of security or community where we feel like we're keeping up with people, but there is something that will never replace face-to-face interaction. So if you're really just struggling or you're looking for some people who might just understand, seek out a network online. and be an active member. Even if you don't have questions to ask every day, pop on in and support other people. Answer questions, offer feedback, encouragement, accountability, whatever that looks like. But joining a network, regardless of if it's online or in person, can truly impact the way that you're feeling about your experience and to help you feel a little less alone. I know that I've joined them for different seasons of my life. Right now I'm in a really awesome fertility group online and it's just really encouraging to read people's journeys to help them through their hardships and to know that the things that we're going through the things that feel like no one else could ever understand now I know I'm not alone Number three is my favorite, which is join a gym. (laughs) Of course, my husband, Drew Kutcher, the guy with the abs, would support this one. But the truth be told, joining a gym changed our lives in really big ways and not just in a health way. Now, when I lived in that little village and started working from home, I became really lonely and I knew that I had to do something. And so I joined a CrossFit gym. And let me be the first to say I was so intimidated. I was so freaked out. And I also want to admit that CrossFit CrossFit is not for everyone. But the thing that was so refreshing about it is that nobody had headphones on. Everybody talked. You would partner up for workouts or have that accountability of knowing that if you didn't show up for a day, somebody might ask where you were. And so basically... CrossFit changed our lives in a huge way because I met my friends that are still my friends to this day, and they reached out and invited us to certain things. I remember the first time that Drew and I was invited to do something on a weeknight. I told him, I was like, get off the couch, 
get out of your sweatpants. We're going to go. It's like, we don't even play poker, but we are going to go to this poker invite because we finally have some friends. Nobody talks about how hard it is to find friends when you're an adult who works, right? So finding a gym really helped us meet people and just kind of open us up to relationships. And when you live in an area that you're not super familiar with or you don't have a built-in network, oh my gosh, this can be totally a game changer for you. So you don't have to do CrossFit. You could do yoga or bar or Pilates or join a running club or whatever that looks like for you. But I would encourage you to find a way to work out that doesn't involve people sitting on treadmills, watching screens with their headphones on. Find a place where you can actually interact, talk, get to know people, encourage people. And oh my gosh. And it also totally helps if you are more consistent with your workout routine because you're going to create relationships that will help provide accountability for you. Now, number four might not be for everyone, but I have to share it because it was totally a game changer for me. Seek out a Bible study. Whatever affiliation you might have, whatever religion you are, if you can try to get involved in that, there are groups that are typically intimate and they can create real bonds with people who share similar beliefs, similar ideas, similar goals. And man, it is so good for my soul. When I joined a Bible study, I was connected with other women and I needed that network to hold me accountable, but also to just gather together together and know that we're meeting with people that are similar to you. I also just really loved finding value in being with people that you might not be with in other situations. So when I did join a small group, I was the only woman without children and I was the only woman that owned a business. And so the diversity in that group really challenged me to understand people better, to be empathetic to other people's situations and to really be proud of who I was. It also just helps you create a true network and it can make you feel more at home at Sunday or whatever day you practice your religion. So it really just connected us and plugged us in in a really neat way so that we weren't just those people that showed up on Sunday morning and exited without talking to a soul. Also for me, I've just realized that when I'm more in tune with spiritual growth, it helps me to connect more to my work, to my mission, to the impact that I want to have on this world. So whatever affiliation you might have, this might not apply to you, but for me, just creating connection in that religion truly helped me grow as a human being and combat the lonely factor. Number five is my absolute favorite, the Rising Tide Society. I've had the founder, Natalie Frank, on this very podcast at the very beginning, so scroll on back to the beginning. But for those of you who don't know what the Rising Tide Society is, it is a network for creatives that help bond, support, and uplift one another. So you can meet in person and discuss relevant topics about creativity, business, inspiration, and so on. And what I love about the Rising Tide Tide Society is most of the time I am only involved in their online network. But man, when I scroll through that feed of that Facebook group, I can see other people walking the same path as me, maybe in a different way, but I can know with confidence that I am not alone 
And I can also help share my insight, my experience to help encourage other people. Now, what is so cool is that the Rising Tide Society does this thing called Tuesdays Together, where one Tuesday a month, you can meet up with other creatives in your area. So you don't even have to be an entrepreneur. This is just a really cool way to kind of go to a mixer. They have a topic of the month. It is entirely free to be a part of. And I've made some incredible relationships thanks to the Rising Tide society. Now, I think like creative entrepreneurship, it is a rare field to be in. And so it is even more incredible to surround yourself with like-minded people that are kind of chasing similar paths to you. Now, while you might not be exactly parallel to them, you can absolutely come together in a way that makes sense, that helps move you both forward, and that truly exemplifies what community over competition is. Because it is so much more than a hashtag. It is truly finding community and to celebrate our differences and to come together in a way that can encourage us, that can just help create this safe space to share and to learn. And man, the people that you are going to meet there are all about the movement. And so you know that you are in a safe place to be inspired, to be genuine, and to just be straight up awesome because you're awesome. Let's be honest, we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. We find ourselves scrolling, we're hashtagging our way into oblivion, trying to crack the code on how to get more followers, and we're straight up exhausted from the rat race. I get it. That is why I want to help you. This show is made possible with the help of my totally free Insta resources to help you write captions that convert, to use hashtags that actually connect you to your dream clients, and so much more. Hop on over to jkinsta.com and get your hands on my resources created with you in mind. That's right. It's free 99 and it is waiting for you over at jkinsta.com. Go dig on in and I'll see you over on the gram. So number six is something that Drew and I have put into practice in our life, and it has really made a big difference, not just in feeling lonely, but also in our marriage. And so that is having a date night every week. These date nights look totally different, but we try to really just set aside some time each week, no phones, no screens, to just sit, to talk, to unpack what our week has been, to talk about goals, to dream a little bigger. And it is amazing how much quicker your day can go by when you know you have a date that night. And so it's really exciting to give you something to look forward to, to get out of the house, maybe put on real pants and some lipstick. And especially when I was working from home and Drew had a nine to five, we really had to be intentional about what our time together looked like. And it's so easy with a spouse or a partner or even a roommate to just get in the habit of saying, how was your day? And then saying, oh, it was great. How was yours? Oh, it was good. And then you just kind of sit and watch TV together. And so what we do is we'll go on a date night, we leave our phones in the glove box, and we really just sit and connect. And so I think that it is really an awesome way to invest in your relationship. It is one of the most valuable things you can do to just show each other one another's importance, to really ask questions and listen to the answers, because I know we're not always good about that, but it's good for your mental health, your business well-being, and straight up good for your soul. One of mine and Drew's favorite date nights is we go out for sushi and we order a boatload. I mean, like legitimately a boatload of sushi. And I have found, especially in Wisconsin, that sushi restaurants, they fill your wine glasses up super full. So you can order one glass and it's basically like two 
total life hack right there. But we just love to do that. And it's so funny because when we actually put our phones away and they're not even in our presence, we notice how sad it is to look around the room and see other people on their phones. And I'm like, um, hi, this is us like the other six days of the week. So I think it just really challenges us to connect intentionally. And I love going on date night. We love trying new restaurants, new things. And some nights we just choose to get takeout and hang out and like watch Project Runway. It would just a total, I mean, obvious thing that most people do. But let's be honest, when you live in a small town, sometimes you don't feel like driving to the big city to get the good food. So number seven is something I never considered that I would do. And guess what? It happened this year. Welcome to life, Jenna. Nothing is set in stone. And that is to consider a co-working space. So what is a co-working space? I'm so glad you asked. It's an area where people who work from home can come together and be in a community space. So you might not work together on a team or might not work in the same area, but you can see familiar faces and connect. And I remember my friend Stacy got my dream space in our town. It's literally a few blocks away. It's on top of the local flower shop. And I remember walking through that space a few years ago and feeling like I was on Sex in the City. I wanted that space, but I never had a reason to get it. And so when Stacy, when I told her about the space and she started dreaming really big, she had the idea to create a co-working space. And so there are about five of us women who all rent a desk in that space and we have keys so we can go whenever we want to work. And what's so exciting is it just gives us the ability to feel like we have co-workers, even if we're working from home or remotely. And so when I signed up for the co-working space, I had no idea like how much I would actually use it, if I would like it. But guess what? I find myself there a couple days a week and it is just so nice to have people to go grab lunch with or to just talk to, or even when you have your headphones on to just be with other human beings. So wherever you're located, you should see if there's an option of getting a co-working space and just having a space where you can be creative in the presence of other people's. A lot of the big cities already have them. But obviously, even small towns do too. I mean, if Fort Atkinson has one, maybe your town has one. And what I love is that on days where I am just feeling uninspired, it kind of frees me up to get out of our house to get away from the dogs as much as I love them and to really just kind of get those creative juices flowing. And an added benefit is that I get to walk there. So I get that endorphin rush from the fresh air. You've probably seen pictures, but our co-working space is absolutely beautiful. It doubles as a place where I can shoot photos because the light in there is amazing. And it was one of the best investments I made this year just into my mental health and combating loneliness, especially as we go into the winter season. Because if you live in the Midwest, winters kind of suck. And I have a real tendency to want to just become a hermit and never leave my house. But now that I have this space, I know that I will be using it more often. Number eight is something that Drew really loves. And I've gone through seasons of absolutely loving it, but going to coffee shops. I know it sounds so simple, but I think it is the best way to feel less alone. Just being out in public, having to put on real clothes, seeing people, interacting with even just a barista can make you feel like you have more community. And a lot of times when you go to coffee shops, you can strike up conversations. If you become a regular, you're going to have this connection and you're going to feel seen and known and heard. When we first started working from home, Drew really just loved to go to coffee shops. I think he missed that human 
learning component of what he was doing before, which was being out in the field every day. And so he loves to work there. Sometimes I get distracted and sometimes I'll be honest, the internet speed really sucks. But what I love about going to coffee shops is just being around other people, watching people come and go, watching other people work or meet with friends. And I feel like it just kind of reminds you that you're a human in a really easy way. Not to mention, I love a good latte and having lattes at your disposal isn't the worst thing in the world. So we have a few favorite coffee shops. I like to go to more of the like kinfolky, like fun local organic type shops and there aren't a ton of those around us but sometimes just getting out of our home office is probably one of the best things to do and a really easy way to do that is to just head on over to coffee shop it's kind of like a co-working space without having to pay for it so number nine is this bring indoor activities outside so if you love to read books or study or business like go to a local park or coffee shop if you're writing a blog post set up a picnic style and get outdoors i think just the fact that you can get outside and work from anywhere is such a beautiful thing and we don't take advantage of it enough. I mean, being outdoors alone is energizing and you'll never know if you'll run into somebody, but even just taking our work out onto our back deck some days is one of the best ways to just get a little bit more energized. One of the things that I think we forget about is with the ability to work from home, we can really work anywhere. And so you are in control of what that looks like for you. And if you can get outside, oh my gosh, please do it, especially in the winter. Just do it for me because I'm like totally holed up with lots of blankets and pillows. But for real, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling lonely, just take what you're doing inside. And if you can take it outdoors, do it. Get creative with where you go. Mix it up often and have fun with it. And to be honest, don't worry about Wi-Fi because some days when you're in airplane mode, you get so much more done without all the distractions that the internet can bring. Number 10 is connect with your community. Oh my gosh, has this been a game changer for me. One of my favorite ways to remind myself that my job is so much bigger than just sitting alone in my office or speaking into a microphone like I'm doing right now is hearing from you, my audience. I love connecting online and it reminds me that there is purpose in my solo work. Regardless of if it can be lonely, there is purpose in that and I am impacting people in that. And so you don't even understand, you guys, how truly deeply it impacts me when I can hear from you. So if you leave a review for Gold Digger on iTunes, I promise I read every single one and it gives me this fire inside of me to work harder because when I record these things, sometimes it is so hard because I can't visualize who it is I'm speaking to. I struggle in knowing who you are, the person with the earbuds and listening to this. And so when you can reach out on Instagram, when you reach out in the Facebook group, when you leave a review it helps me to connect with you. It helps me to know and understand that this makes an impact. And so when you can connect and have outreach with the people that you are serving in your business, in your life, in your dreams, in your goals, it can help just reiterate that why so strongly behind your business. And it can reignite a fire and a fuel that might have been lost in your loneliness. So create ways for people to connect to you, whether that is sending out an email and asking for a response, 
having things like Facebook group, asking questions on social media, doing polls on Instagram story, whatever that looks like for you, connecting with your community can truly, truly reinvigorate that fire that sometimes gets a little bit lost. Now, I get it. Working from home can be lonely. There are times when I can literally go an entire week without driving my car, without seeing a single human being. And I'm not going to lie, those weeks don't totally suck, but I can start to become so consumed with my work or what I am doing that I can forget that there are other people on planet Earth. And I want for you to just take charge and take ownership in that. You can make really small changes in your daily routine that can leave you feeling renewed and energized and fulfilled. So I want to just quick recap the 10 ideas that can help you navigate and combat loneliness in working from home. Number one, go on walks. Seriously, if you're listening to this, get up and start moving. Go outside, grab a dog. It might not be your dog, but just take a dog and let's go. Number two is join a network. So whether that's an online network or some sort of community, when you can talk about your experience in groups, it can totally help you feel less alone. Number three, it was a total game changer in my life going to a gym, having that accountability, meeting people, having those conversations. It changed everything. It is what led us to where we are today, and it has created and fostered a friend community that I would have never had had I not taken that leap of faith and joined a CrossFit gym. Number four is to seek out a Bible study or whatever religious affiliation you might be a part of. Try to get involved so that as you're practicing whatever faith it is that is important to you, you are surrounding yourself with other people that are pursuing the same thing and also just connecting you to people that you might not have connected with otherwise. Number five is getting involved in the Rising Tide Society. I cannot speak enough praise onto what this movement looks like and how it impacts lives, but you can join up at Tuesdays together. You can search if there's one in your area. Just go to risingtidesociety.com. This community over competition movement is real, alive, and well, and you can be a part of that. Number six, create a date night, whether that's with your spouse or a roommate or a friend. Get out, leave your phone behind, have some wine, unwind, have a conversation, and really just be present and have something to look forward to on your calendar each week. Number seven is consider a co-working space. If there's one in your area, jump on into it, use it, and really take that moment to connect with other people or just enjoy being in the presence of others while you're working. Number eight is coffee shops enjoy them, drink lots of lattes, and have fun with them. Make sure you make an effort to strike up conversation and let people know that you're open to that if you are. Maybe not have your headphones on the whole time. Number nine is to just take an indoor activities outside, get that fresh air, go to a park, bring your work with you. And number 10 is connect with your community. Put faces behind those numbers and names and really get back to the why of your business so that you feel so connected to your mission and impact. Trust me, friends, I get it better than anyone else. After six years of working from home, I have felt it all. But I want for you to know that loneliness does not have to last. It can be a season and you can make changes to start feeling a part of something bigger today. If you're feeling lonely, friend, I'm sending you a little virtual or audible hug and just know that you are not alone Make those changes, implement even just one of these tips today, and you'll start feeling just a little less alone and a little more enough. And my friend, that is my main mission in creating this. So I hope today's episode is leaving you inspired. Just know that there are a lot of us hanging out in our sweatpants doing some big work too, and nothing ever is as cool as it looks on Instagram. 
Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.